Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 62 of We're Talking Shift, the podcast where I talk a lot of shift because I believe that when we feel stuck or when it's time to level up, rise to a challenge, or make any kind of shift the process, it must begin with a shift in our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. On today's podcast, I want to talk about resolutions. It's that time of year where a lot of people start thinking about the changes they want to make starting in January. I'm going to be honest, I'm not a big proponent of making New Year's resolutions. I'm just not. First first off, I think in a way they give people an excuse to have a, a kind of an all bets are off type of attitude for the entire month of December about whatever it is they're, you know, resolving to change come the first of the year. Second, if there's something that's really important to you, something that you really want to change or or a big goal and you're determined to do so, well, I feel like you'd start now rather than spending the next several weeks kind of digging a deeper hole or, you know, just keeping your goal at bay and then declare that it's going to be a New Year's resolution. And third, New Year's resolutions are for the most part, unsuccessful because they usually aren't implemented in a manner that is sustainable long-term for most people. So they start out as a passionate, well-intentioned, you know, inspiration, but often end up being abandoned and a source of discouragement, leaving in their wake a, oftentimes a sense of failure. No, I'm just I'm just not a fan of making New Year's resolutions in the manner that they're traditionally made. Now that being said, I am a fan of the idea of them. I just think a different mindset and approach are in order that sets a person up for success rather than failure. So, let's take a closer look at New Year's resolutions. Now, they're usually about, you know, stopping something that we've been doing that we know isn't good for us, like, you know, the common ones everybody knows about. You know, I'm going to stop smoking, I'm going to stop overeating, or I'm going to stop spending too much money. Or they're about starting something that we want to do that we think will be good for us, or like a goal, like I'm going to eat more veggies, I'm going to exercise more, maybe I'm going to save more money. Whichever way you look at it, Making a New Year's resolution is supposed to be about creating a new habit that will improve your life, help you attain a goal, or empower you in in some positive way. So habits are what we're really talking about here. We're saying we resolve or have a strong determination to replace habits that are negatively affecting us or add in new habits that will have a positive effect on our life and help us, you know, attain something we desire. So I wanted to talk about this now before New Year's, because most people are talking about this in January. But um, again, I don't believe in the New Year's resolutions. And I surely don't want to talk about it on January 2nd. So let's talk about it now, because I think that New Year's resolutions are for the most part like mental band-aids. It's it's like by the time you get through a calendar year, 
capping it off with the decadence of what typically comes along with holiday season, you know, like overspending and overindulging and, and overcommitting, well, you're feeling a little wounded. So then January 2nd shows up and you, you drag your ass to the mirror, you take a long, hard look at yourself, and then you declare, enough, all of those resolutions I made two nights ago, well, they are starting now. And there you have it. The Band-Aid is applied and you feel better. Armed and motivated with your new vision and your fresh Band-Aid, you're now ready to take the bull by the horns and, and, and own this resolution. Now, I use the metaphor of a Band-Aid because a Band-Aid is something that you put on a wound. Really, it's just for comfort. It's it's not healing the wound. It's just sort of laying over the top of it, you know, giving it a little surface protection for a brief period of time. But if the wound is going to, to heal or if it's going to improve, it's going to happen from the inside out, not, not from the Band-Aid. The Band-Aid is just a, a good intention. It makes us feel better for the time being. And that's what most New Year's resolutions end up being, a Band-Aid. A good intention that we feel will help attain a goal, like, for example, a goal of returning to a state of health. But if the right things aren't happening internally, your desire and your good intentions will only take you so far. Listen to these average statistics about New Year's resolutions. 27% of people typically abandon their resolutions within one week. One week, over a quarter of people totally walk away from them, seven days. By week two, over 31% of people have ditched their resolutions. And by the second week of February, approximately 80% of resolutions have been completely abandoned. So within about six weeks of making those resolutions, um, what, 80 out of 100 people, they're nowhere in sight. Those, they're gone. They've evaporated. So what is that about? I mean, well, we, we could say it's about lack of commitment or lack of passion, lack of self-discipline, you know, no willpower. It could be lack of a plan. You have no accountability measures in place. Maybe your resolutions were vague or maybe you had unrealistic goals. But all of those things boil down to one thing. This is all about character, which you know, which basically your character is like the totality of your personality traits. I love the way that I heard entrepreneur John Butcher say it once. He said, a strong character is about doing what you should do and not doing what you shouldn't do according to your own beliefs and values. And nowhere does your character show up more than in your daily habits. And I just, I think that is so right on because we are creatures of habit and our habits shape our character. Often we're really not paying attention though and, and we're unaware of how we've allowed negative behavior or behaviors that are sabotaging us to become patterns. So unconsciously we've created habits that are now part of our character, which also means our character is evolving unconsciously. Now, the good news is that we can change our habits and patterns, thereby changing our character. 
So when we want to make a resolution at any time of year, not just in January, we need to examine our character, which includes examining our values, beliefs, and morals. So for example, let's let's just say optimizing excellent health has never really been a priority for you. So your habits have never included the things that you need to do and the way you need to think, which are dictated by your values and beliefs, in order to have optimal health. But now you find yourself with a health-related issue. So you make a New Year's resolution to start eating healthy and exercise. That seems reasonable. So you're on it. Maybe you're even crushing it for a few weeks. And then it happens. Somehow your resolve disappears. It evaporates. And before you can say, uh, yes, I'd like to see the dessert menu, there you are, part of the 80% who've abandoned their resolution. Now, is it because you no longer care about your health or your health issue and you've lost your desire to overcome the problem? Is it that you just have no willpower? You know, I don't think so. I think in most cases, that's not what it's about. I think it's because you've used a Band-Aid without any of the other important components necessary to heal that which ails you or to achieve whatever goal you've declared. So staying with the example of health, the new actions of exercising and eating differently must be supported by the internal components of new beliefs and values around health. Without developing a new value hierarchy, shall we say, the new habits that you want to instill to support your goal are not likely to stick and become a new aspect of your character and that healthy new lifestyle that you desire. So to have success with a health resolution means we must look at what we have been valuing more than our health. And then we must ask ourselves some questions, some things like, why am I habitually, or what am I habitually placing Uh, doing and placing more importance on than taking good care of myself? Or am I willing to make some things less important because now I want my health to be a top priority? Are there some things I need to learn to set myself up for success? Are there some things I need to unlearn, like false beliefs? A lot of people have the false belief that they're not worthy enough to make the effort. And trust me, that's a big one. Some of my other favorite, favorite questions are posed by one of my my favorite spiritual teachers, Michael Beckwith. His questions around visioning are as follows. Are the goals I want to set coming to me from outside influence or are they inner driving desires? What must I become to manifest this vision? Now that directly lends itself to character. What must I become in order to make this happen? If you want something new to happen in your life, if you want to create a new experience of life, then you have to become, rise up to what to, to, to what will align with that vision. What do I already have in my house that I can use to serve the vision? 
So for example, we may have some really great character traits that we're just not applying to the new goal. Like we may possess traits uh, such as commitment and self-discipline and responsibility and be directing those traits toward a job, but not toward taking care of our health. So we can choose to direct those existing traits, that's what you already have in your house, to developing a new habit of creating and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Another good one is what must I let go of? which could also be who, who must I let go of, depending on what the situation is and your goal. And are the thoughts that I dwell on in alignment with the way I want to experience life and the type of person I want to be? So are your habits of thought in collaboration with what you're doing and who you're showing up as every day? Now, these are really important questions to explore and have answers to if you want to successfully realize new goals, because our character and our consciousness both must evolve if we want to up-level any aspect of our lifestyle and be able to maintain it. So here's what I invite you to consider. Rather than waiting for the end of the year to roll around and then out of desperation or inebriation, as the case may be, making your New Year's resolution. Instead, try making a presolution. Yeah, it's, I made it up. It's not a word. It's not in the dictionary. I made it up, presolution. So just, just hear me out. So the word resolution, if you spell it out on a piece of paper in front of you, right, it looks like you could break it up so it looks like resolution, which you know, when, when, when viewed that way, it, in, it infers the creation of a solution again, right? Re-solution, which is actually an oxymoron. A, a solution assumes an issue has been solved, leaving no reason to revisit it. Now, I know that making a resolution really means making a strong determination and resolving to do something, but just, just stay with me here. A pre-solution is like a pre-solution, it's the planning and preparing part of a solution, the part that's typically missed when making and trying to implement those New Year's resolutions. A pre-solution involves taking the time to think about our values and working through those questions that I just mentioned a minute ago. It's getting the internal components in place so when it's time to launch into the action part of the solution, we have a well-thought-out plan and our beliefs and values and action steps are aligned this will help to create the new habits we want to establish. From that place, a new aspect of our personality, our character, is born. And a new way of doing life can be our experience. I think looking at it from this perspective is a really good mindset shift that puts us in a much better position to achieve our goals. So I invite you to consider this approach if you've made New Year's resolutions in the past only to find that you've abandoned them before Valentine's Day. But don't wait until January 1st. Start the pre-solution process right now so that you're already aligned and ready to go.
TJ, how are you today? Are you with me? I'm with you. And again, uh, more than just one way, <laughs> um, because I'm sitting here and you're speaking my language. And, um, you know, first off, when I hear the word New Year's resolution, it is almost always said right before like a binge of something like, you know, like I'm not going to eat any cake this next year, but right now it's not next year. So I eat all the cake and, and right. I get it. It's like a hall pass. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I think for a lot of people, um, a new year's resolution, while it, it's great on paper, it, it actually ends up kind of harming them because two things. One, they, they binge on whatever they're going to swear off for the next year until, you know, January 1st rolls around. And then two, mm -hmm. they, you know, inevitably fail. And failing can at times um, become a habit and it can carry over into other areas uh, of, of your life. And the word New Year's resolution, I know you broke it down and I, I actually wrote down resolution and I was like, that's an oxymoron. And you're like, that's an oxymoron. I was like, <laughs> right. she knows. Um, but what's funny about it is I understand that being resolute, it is to, you know, have some conviction, but when you put new years in front of resolution, it just seems so temporary. Like we can all do anything for a year, but mm -hmm. at, at the same time, like if we're going to make a shift in our mindset and in our life, like, I feel like you're, you know, planting your flag in the ground and then pouring concrete around it. Like that is, that is a permanent thing. A New Year's mm -hmm. resolution, I'm going to go ahead and, and try something. Um, you mentioned the uh, the sort of fail percentage and in, in rate. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, yeah. I was looking it up online. Um, gyms throughout the country can point to January 17th as the day that most of their new signups uh, just no longer come in anymore. The gym returns back to normal traffic flow on, right. on January 17th. And yeah. uh it's kind of bonkers. I made a New Year's resolution back in uh, 2013. Uh, I decided that on January 2nd, I was no longer going to be uh, fat and useless. And uh, mm -hmm. I stuck with it. I I've gained some of that weight back, but I'm uh, happy to say that I'm still down about 60 pounds. I was down almost 100 pounds and it wasn't a New Year's resolution. It was uh, a shift in the way that I lived my life. And yeah. The, the excuse to do so may have been a new calendar year, but it, it didn't matter if it was January 2nd or March 2nd. It, it was something that needed to be done. And, um, you know, happy to say that yeah. it, it changed the way that I, you know, lead my life even even today. And uh, I mean, it, it, if if the new year needs to be the excuse for someone to make the proper changes, great, that's fine. But don't mm -hmm. think of it as just something like a New Year's resolution. Think of it. Well, like you said, I mean, we're talking shift, shift your life, shift your mindset, shift the way that you do things because you're going to be better for it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I agree. I think that if that's um, a, a good prompt for you, I think that's awesome. I just feel like if you're going to go that way, then take into consideration the things that I mentioned and set yourself up to be, you know, one of the 20% that actually is successful and maintains right. the change that you want to implement. Um, so set yourself up for success, figure out a way, you know, the things that you need to do. And I just gave a great outline for it that will help you be, be completely ready and prepared 
on all levels. 100%. Like you, said, you know, yeah. mindset and yeah, just I, the whole shift. Your I, consciousness has to has to evolve with the evolution of your life. Right. The, the, it, the it, thing that I worry about, Lori, and you're kind of talking about it, you know, shifting your mindset, shifting everything. Um, is that a lot of people will haphazardly make a New Year's resolution because they feel that's what they need to do. And it goes back to the old saying, like, you know, if, if it's addiction or if it's anything, like, if you want to beat it, you have to want to beat it. Like, you can't beat mm-hmm. something if you don't want to actually do it. And I feel like a lot of people say, this is what I'm going to do this new year. But in their heart of hearts, they know that, you know, that mm-hmm. that's not really something they even want to change. Yeah, because it's a, it's maybe a should, I should do this right. um, rather than a burning desire right. to do like, it. Yeah, I should and I'm going to are completely different things. Yeah, yeah, or, or, exactly. I'm going to try. That's right. not the same thing. Like I should I'm... go for a run after we get off the air, but I'm not going to. So <laughs> Right, right. Okay, so to wrap up here, our character is influenced by our habits, but also our habits can be influenced by our character because we have the free will to make new choices. The important thing to remember is that our character is shaped and our habits become ingrained by the way or the things that we continuously do. In other words, practice makes perfect. And practice doesn't discriminate between what's a good thing to practice and what's a destructive thing to practice. So I'm going to I'm going to give you those questions one more time and um that way you don't have to go back and 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 dig through them. I'm going to I'm going to run through them here again real quick and I would um I would definitely suggest that you take a take a look and sit with these for a while if you're thinking that there's a new goal or um you know a resolution that you've been tossing about in your mind thinking you might you might lob it out there on, on New Year's Eve. Okay, here's the questions. What am I habitually doing and placing more importance on than taking good care of myself? Or you can replace that with then fill in the blank, you know, attaining whatever goal. Am I willing to make some things less important because now I want this new goal to be a top priority? Are there some things I need to learn to set myself up for success? Are there some things I need to unlearn? Again, like false beliefs, bad habits. Um, Are the goals that I want to set coming to me from outside influence or just something I think I should do? Or are they actually inner driving desires? What must I become to manifest this vision, to realize this goal? What do I already have in my house that I can use to serve the vision? What must I let go of or who must I let go of? Are the thoughts I dwell on in alignment with the way I want to experience life and the type of person that I want to be? Having the answers to these questions will also help you stay the course and not give up on your resolutions when your willpower gets tested. So that's it for today, my friends. 
with much love and appreciation, I thank you once again for spending some of your time hanging out with me today. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you found this valuable, please consider giving me a rating and share this episode with your friends. If you are a new listener, Something you may not know is that I've been a personal performance coach for over 11 years. So if you're trying to make some shift happen in your own life, you can find out what private coaching with me is all about on lauribischoff.com. You can also check out my book, Common Sense Happiness, there or on Amazon. And of course, I would love to connect with you on any of the social media platforms. So don't be shy. Stop by and say hi. Until next week. Stay feisty, my friends, and go forth and make some epic shift happen. You too, Gary B. The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to desantisprod at gmail.com.